Yeah. Human mind insidious, graveyard shift hideous. I have no faith, no trust in thoughts. Knock off the rust. Hush, hush. Is this for naught? Words connect, wreck thought. Off the train, engine number nine. Insane. Free my mind. Enunciate, clear speak here. Bring the hate, release my fear. Elevate through this poetry. Clear my mind, let me not sleep in slave soul blind. Body keeps souls beneath. Devil's touch, bound the needs. I wanna punch that God spot frame set tight. Till darkness splits us from night. Soft tease with a subtle bite. That's the way my pleasures fight. That's the way my pleasures fight. Welcome to the Truth to Power Podcast. I am Curious G. How does one speak truth to power? We do it in our art. We do it through our music, in the poetry of our language, or by the comedy that we find in the darkness of days. Art on this show may offend from time to time, or we are imperfectly human and uncensored. We hope the themes will enlighten as well as entertain, for on the Truth to Power podcast, we wish to build enthusiasm for being connected. Hope you enjoy the show. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Papa Brown. Welcome to the Truth to Power podcast. I'm here with my man, Carius G. I ain't gonna lie, that motherfucker just outsmoothed us coming in the <laughs> gate. <laughs> How you doing today, buddy? Oh, man. It's a, today's a beautiful day. You know, I, I wake up with intention, and I intentionally always try to have a good fucking day. And so far, I'm having a good goddamn day. Mm. Well, this one's going to take us a little bit into the bright side because we're supposed to be in that heaven spot. However, huh. <laughs> I got that insidious mind, which is really the topic, right? No. Yeah. And I just can't leave well enough alone. I can't just jump into heaven without getting a little bit of filthy first. So I was curious. Here we are in, in the year 2024, and we're in February now. I was just kind of curious. I was like, how many mass shootings did the United States have in January? Just a month in. Just a month in. Now, I did look at this like day 28, 29. I don't even think I got the full 31 days in. But, mm. but take a stab. Mass shootings are like three or more, by the way. Man, I, I try to have faith in the world, but right now, I don't know. Let's call it five. 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 Man said five. <laughs> We're sitting at 44 mass shootings. And I bet you if I gave it to the last couple of days on the count of January, I bet we cracked 45. Damn! 44. 44 day. 44 fucking mass shootings, dude. 44. Yeah, damn near doubled up a day. Now, we can relax here in the Northwest. There wasn't not one. Not that's, one. that's where my mind's at. I don't know. We over here chilling in these trees, man. You see... We learned a very important lesson tonight, and it took the smarts of our young son to show us. Yeah! We've learned that deception is wrong, and that the only thing to ever make it right again is to come clean. Yeah! You see, I'd been deceiving my wife for several months. I was going to gay movie and bathhouses and having sex with random men who were complete strangers. Yeah! Wait, what? <laughs> and when I found out, I went crazy. I went crazy, and I drove my son into the lake to kill him. Uh, kill me? Jesus Christ. Damn, dude. Most of them came from like the area of the world that I came from here in the United States is that 
at Southeast, mm. you know, and the money ain't too good down there. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. It's hot sometimes. Yeah. People, people but blood, then again, January, how fucking hot is it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's get some bright. Come on. This is Deepak Chopra, which we're going to talk about that dude a little bit here and there today. He said that the most creative act you will ever undertake is the act of creating yourself. Oh, damn. You should uh, run that back one more time for everybody. Okay. I like that The most creative act you will ever undertake is the act of creating yourself. Damn, I like that. Dude, you know that dude, Tupac Chopra? You don't know who he is? So he is, um, I want to say Middle Eastern. I don't know if he's from India. I don't really remember. I knew a long time ago. I read some of his stuff when I was in my 20s. Um, He's very interesting to me. So um, he's a doctor, like a legitimate doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, He's interested by a lot of spirituality and stuff like that. And recently I heard him on uh, Russell Brand's podcast. I would Um, have to, uh, I think, I think now that you're speaking of him, I think I do. I'm terrible with names, man, but I think I'm starting to see his face in my head right now as you're speaking. What I, what I like about that dude is, is um, he has a very spiritual approach to this life. Mm-hmm. You know, although he, being a doctor, also pays attention to science and things like that. Um, he wrote this book. I don't even remember the title of it, dude. But it was, uh, it was like these short stories that he wrote about King Arthur and Merlin. Okay. Right? And Merlin was always like teaching King Arthur when he was a little boy all this stuff and either it would be an experience that they had or Merlin would break something down. And then after the story, like it was always a metaphor and then he would like break down the meaning, right? The spiritual message of it and then give like some kind of spiritual insight at the end of it all. And you could read, you know, a little section of it in 10 or 15 minutes. So it was Mm -hmm. a little bit like a meditation and, um, I like that dude, man. I, I started paying attention to him years ago. I like I like some of the things he says. Um, anyway, so that's that's Deepak Chopra. Yeah, I like that one. And you know what is what does mass shootings and that shit have in common? <laughs> I'm sure I don't know. <laughs> I <have> no. <laughs> okay, let me break down the topic of this insidious mind episode two. Um, this is kind of about the higher self. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by the higher self. Go ahead and run it down for me. Okay, so we've got the marriage of heaven and hell where the hell is the desires of our body. Our ideals is kind of where the higher self resides mm-hmm. according to the marriage of heaven and hell, okay. our belief system. Mm-hmm. You can't always act in perfect love, but you can believe in love and let that be the guide. Yeah. So that's kind of the guide for our consciousness. And on this episode, we're going to talk about ideals. Okay. Um, and I looked up the definition. It's a standard of perfection, a principle to be aimed at. And, and think about what Depak just said. The most creative act you will ever undertake is the act of creating yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so where, does, where do you get your guides? You know, I think uh, even as a little shorty, man, it's... The thing that's always kind of guided me the absolute most is just love for the world, love for myself, love for my people. Um, Even right now, like I said, I'm going to have another saying every week. And right now I'm just searching for uh, peace of mind and good love and whatever form that comes in. Um, That's that's the main guidance for me 
is true, genuine, honest love. When does that Bob Marley movie hit, man? I think I think that shit's out. It's out? This, this week. This Ooh. week, I think. Might have to see that. Yeah. That's about that yeah, good it love. Looked, it, looked, it looked dope, man. Fuck. I, I can't wait, dude, to be honest with you. A lot of those... Um, a lot of those films that have been coming out lately, I ain't too interested in. But that one, I want to go see. Yeah, it looks like it's worth the watch. All right. So on a larger scale, ideals usually refer to universal principles that we all kind of share, like what you just named, love, peace, justice, compassion, integrity, freedom, mm -hmm. and respect for human rights. These are values that are beneficial to humanity as a whole. Anything stand out there for you? All of them, really. Um, that last one, or one of the last ones, too, was that respect factor. Mm. Right. I kind of had this thought the other day is, you know, you know I've, I've said in the past, like, I'll, I'll respect you if you respect me. Right. But at the same time, I have a certain level of respect for myself. That even if you are kind of coming at me crooked or disrespecting me, I guess if you would, that don't mean that I'm going to flip up and be a dick towards you now. Because I do, and I am searching, and I always will be searching for more self-respect for me. People have different kind of rules on respect. That's, yeah. the, that's the funny thing about this world. It depends on what culture you come from. Yeah. Right? When I was in Montreal, um, I had a friend. He was a good friend of mine. Uh, Full-blooded Italian had lived in Montreal his whole life. He spoke Italian, he spoke English, he spoke French, all that shit, right? And he happened to say to me one day how it was different if you're English, mm. right? So I don't know if you know this about Montreal. It's a big island, yeah. right? Um, says the St. Lawrence River running all around that motherfucker. But on one side of the island is all French. Where I lived was all French. I lived in a little little neighborhood called Hachalaga Maisonneuve, which that area is kind of like thuggery. Yeah, Hachalaga <laughs> Maisonneuve. Okay. Right? So that was thuggery over there. That uh -huh. was where the biker gangs were. That was where the port was, uh -huh. blue collar workers, but they were all French, poor mm -hmm. people, poor, mm -hmm. right? Which is why it was a little thuggery. Now, everywhere you go in the city is safe as fuck. Oh, yeah. Middle of the night, you could have your woman walk out down the street in any neighborhood in Montreal, and I shit you not, she's going to be safe. Yeah. Right? People get into shit that are kind of looking for shit. Yeah. Or in that shit. But um, very safe city. Um, but that side, which is the, the east side, is all French speaking. Now, you go to the west side up on the mount of Montreal, Mount Royal, right? That mount up on the hill them high-ass houses, mm -hmm. right? Those tend to be English or Jewish. Okay. And English is what's spoken over there. That's where the colleges are, right? There's a couple big universities over there, like McGill College. Um, a lot of people go and give the shout-out. Thank you for the LSD there, McGill College, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Guy Concordia University is also over there. All English. Everybody speaks English over there. Yeah. That's where I kind of made most of my connections because okay. guess what? <laughs> I didn't really speak that much French. Yeah. The little bit of French I'm going to say, I'm going to say to the wife when I'm pulling her hair from behind. Mm, but I ain't going to sit there and talk to somebody at the 7-Eleven. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I right, got right. you. So, but... Um, I'm over there on the English side. That's where I made all my connections. And this dude, his name was Carl. Carl was cool as fuck, full-blooded Italian. And he says to me one day, he says, you know, there's a lot of differences between the English and the French. I said, oh, yeah, like what? He says, the way they live. 
I said, like what? He said, you walk into an English person's home, they will not take off their shoes. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't ask. Like, I got my shoes on right now. <laughs> I'm second gen- generation here in the United States. My mother was the first one born here. Maybe that's because I'm English. Yeah. I don't know. I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, him being Italian, he said he always takes off his shoes, and so does French people. And yeah. I thought about it. My wife's family. They always take their shoes off at the door. Yeah. Right. I dated a couple of Italian women in my life. And guess what? When you walk into their homes, they take off their shoes. And yeah. I was like, damn, there's different kinds of respect for different people. It just kind of depends on what you think of. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like that kind of comes back into culture. What we've been talking about over the past few weeks as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for me personally, just with that small example, I let if I'm a guest in somebody's home, I let them lead the way. Mm. If they're wearing their shoes, I'm not trying to take off these crispy ass forces right now. But if they pop them off, well, I'm going to pop mine off too as a sign of respect. You know, so I, I kind of let them take the lead when it comes to that. Yeah. And it's kind of weird too, because, you know, in my household, I got a couple of housemates and um, I don't like wearing my shoes around the house. I'm putting on my chanclas. <laughs> I don't like shoes in my room, especially or on my rug or things like that. But um, you know, other people just have a different culture and a way that they're brought up and that that's okay too. Sometimes it's cool for them. Um, and sometimes it's cool for me. Other times it's just like, nah, you know, I'm going to let, if I'm a guest in somebody's home, I'm going to let them lead the way for, you know, I kind of pick up on cues like that really, really, really easily. So what are you doing? We're in the middle of an adventure. Here's some things an adventure needs, Beth. Conflict stakes a way for me to benefit and clearly Morty. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's, this is one of the things that I found out when I was one time on LSD when I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to St. Augustine, me and my buddies were tripping. We happened to show up during native American celebration oh. and, you know, I'm just kind of wandering around and I'm looking at shit and they had like gifts and shit out there at one of those stands. And I picked up this book and I started to read like the habits of native Americans. Yeah. And one of the things that said, is, that was a fucking trip for you. Oh huh? my goodness, dude. It was a good time. Let me I say feel that. like just reading that book sober is probably very very interesting but well, you, was, you was out there i, I huh? read a list of like 10 things that was <laughs> <laughs> that was about all i could handle at the time and it was like a list of of uh respectfulness mm-hmm. right that you showed in a native american community and i didn't know nothing about native american communities yeah. you know what i mean the only thing i knew is is the one thing that native americans always said about thanksgiving mm. Never invite the white man to dinner. They never know when the fuck to leave. <laughs> God. <laughs> Seriously, though. Like, the first thing I read is you don't make eye contact mm. with somebody that you don't know in their culture. Hmm. Right? You wait till there's an approach made of some type, and then eye contact can be made. But to look at somebody that you don't know is seen as rude. Okay. So here I am tripping my balls off. I'm just looking steady at the ground. I'm afraid to look up. <laughs> Got natives everywhere, dude. But anyway, you know, uh, respect is different. Yeah. There's places in the world, did you know, that people see it as a sign of weakness to wait in line? Oh, bet. Yeah. Here it's a sign of respect. Yeah. Wait your motherfucking turn, mm-hmm. dude. Don't you see there's a line? Get your ass back there. Yeah, yeah. But in other places in the world, it's seen as if you want it bad enough. You'll go out and get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If you didn't get it, you just didn't want it like I do. Yeah. Right? That's like the 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 strength of 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 your heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's respected. Mm. Okay. No, I see that. And you go back in time, 
I think I've mentioned this on the podcast on an episode before, but not for a while. Um, back in early civilization, you were a good man if you did like what is considered good man shit, right? Like, let's say somebody slaps your wife. Mm -hmm. Go and slap that motherfucker in his fucking face. Mm -hmm. Eye for an eye. That's yeah, where that. that saying came from. Okay. Somebody takes your eye, you take their fucking eye. You're a good man if you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody's Nowadays a little bit flipped though. Yeah, it's a little yeah. flipped. And this is what I'm saying. Like, respect is a funny thing. So um, I don't know if it's really always an accurate guide as far as our ideals. Mm -hmm. I think love is. Yeah. Right, love and kindness, and 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 trying to treat people in a respectful way, mm -hmm. right? Um, but even love, you know, like did you know the word charity comes from love? I believe it. Yeah, it was uh, agape. It was God's love, and some people get offended if you offer them some charity. That's mm -hmm. just showing a sign of love. Yeah, and yeah. and people's pride pops up and yeah. their arrogance. Yeah. Right, I don't want that shit. Save that shit. I don't want the fucking handouts. I'm cool. That's right, dude. We all need help. But yeah, I want to look at some of our ideals and the things that guide us. So one of the some of the ones that I, I didn't mention in that first list is kindness, loyalty, which mm. I think is huge. Openness, yeah. authenticity, self respect, which I think is huge. Yeah. Right. If I if I can't respect myself, I really can't respect you. Yeah, not at all. Um, trustworthiness, friendship. Honesty, and this is a big one for me, inner harmony, mm. which harmony, this is the way that I kind of see harmony. It's kind of like balance, yeah. right? But personality is defined, and it's the same name as this album, uh, by the Greeks as sound coming through the mask. Personality was a Greek word, and that was the translation, okay. sound coming through the mask. So the mask is obviously your face, yeah, yeah. right? When your personality comes through, it's how you present yourself. Okay. Okay. Um, and if you have a pleasant sound and I have a pleasant sound and we harmonize, that's a different kind of balance. Mm -hmm. So if I have inner harmony, I'm balanced within, which makes it easier to harmonize with the world around me. Yeah. So um, that's, that's a huge guide for me. What what what's your God? Do you have like a spiritual belief, uh, st stuff that you learned when you was little? What is it, man? I, you know, a few things kind of pop off when we're when we are talking about that, and it just takes me back to grandma's house back in the day, man. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, both both my grandparents are uh, from the South, man, Mississippi and Texas. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? My grandfather was 31 years in the military. Master Chief in the Navy. So respect, love, that kindness um, all played a great role um, besides just the discipline of habits too, mm. right? Um, you know, I chew with your mouth closed, no elbows on the table, things like that. You know, there's certain areas in the house you ain't even sit. I've never sat on certain couches in that house. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> okay. But just for simple facts that... Um, I really try to, when I'm about to do some shit, right, there's a little voice in my head, especially lately, is would grandma be cool with this shit, man? Mm. You know? Um, because of that love and that kindness and that self-respect that I was taught through them. Um, and so that's, that's, uh, one of the things that kind of be replaying in my head for me. What does she like to cook? All of it. More. Baked goods, man. She fucking up with some cookies. Oh my god. 
My grandmother actually just sent me that the homemade carrot bread, and I've been Ooh, fucking it up. God damn! You I didn't bring, bring none some. over here. I bring did you? some. I bring some. Okay. Um, now you're but stuck. Yeah, they, like I said, they from the south, man. Everything's smothered, and we believe in dessert. Have you been to Moonshiners yet? Right around, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and it's solid. Shout out to them, but you ain't fucking with grandma's house, man. Well, nobody can fuck with grandma. Yeah, no. Shantaya, have you had, you know Shantaya? Yeah. Okay. Have you had any of her food? I, I, you told me about the greens, but once Ooh. again, man. Ooh. You know? Shout out to Shantaya's collard greens. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers <laughs> is, is from the South, them greens, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I like my food, man. Um, all right, so let's get back on some Depak, yep. Chopra. Yep. When you contact the higher self, the source of power within, you tap into a reservoir of infinite power. Mm. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that that true spirituality doesn't come from within me. It comes through me. Yeah. Right? That That idea of love, I can be guided by it, right? But I have to be open to it, and I have mm-hmm. to let it come through. Yeah. Um, I'm not really a Christian, but there is this uh, prayer that I really always liked. It was that uh, Saint Pran- Saint Francis prayer of Assisi. You know that motherfucker? Mm-hmm. You know him? Is it Huh? Is it what? What? <laughs> Saint Pran- Saint Francis of Assisi. I've heard the name. Yeah, he w- he was like the caretaker of animals and shit like mm-hmm. that or something. But um, in the prayer, he says uh, he talks about being a channel of peace, okay. a channel of love, a channel of harmony. All these things, mm-hmm. right? And that's the idea of letting it flow through you. Yeah. You know, and if you're letting love flow through you, it's really hard to hold on to hatred. Yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Um, so that's kind of the idea of these ideals for me on this topic is um, I have to kind of tap into that universal consciousness, mm-hmm. right? I didn't come up with this shit. That shit was there before I got here. Yeah. <laughs> when were you going to tell me that I'm cursed? Is it true? It is. My aunt said it was an evil fairy. I, I can't remember her name. They said it, it was Maleficent. And I feel like even with that statement, maybe that's uh, something, I know it is for me, maybe it's for you as well, that it's always been there inside of you, right? And I think that idea of having everything flow through you is in most people. Mm. It's just kind of finding that way to get back into the harmony, to let things really shine through you, speak through you. And I think we found a beautiful thing here with various different forms of art to let it flow through us. And, and I, I agree with everything you said. I do recognize that civilization and society can often be distorted. Yeah, and what's, yeah. what's seen as acceptable at some times in history, mm-hmm. we look at it and go, what the fuck? Like yeah. we look back on Y'all slavery. Tripping, Hold right? On. We look back on slavery like... Like, how fucked up were they, mm-hmm. right? But if you go into, uh, let's say, uh, the, the South, where we both kind of come from in our families, right? Uh, it wasn't always seen as by everybody. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure there were some people that thought, uh-huh. this is fucked up. Yeah. What are they doing to Jim, yeah. right? But uh, for, for, let's say, a white person, right? Um, my family wasn't 
here. We came from out of the country, uh, but my cousin's family, mm-hmm. they grew up in the South generationally. Yeah. He has a different uh, look on all that yeah, shit. What's, what's the word for it? A paradigm. Yes. Yes. But I guess what I'm driving at is there was a certain culture that associated with owning a slave as wealth, yeah. which was something that you wanted to work towards. Mm-hmm. It was an attribute to have uh, attained and it gave you some kind of worth and value in that society. Where today, owning a motherfucker isn't yeah, it's exactly- not, It's not fucking tight. Yeah, it's frowned <laughs> upon, right? Yeah, it's not fucking tight. You can own some children, but you can't own yeah. nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. Even the state might argue with you on that yeah, shit. fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of the things I wanted to look at, just because we did mention respect and stuff like that, I wanted to look at universal human rights. Mm-hmm. I just brought up a list. I yeah. was like, what are some universal human rights? And I thought some of them was crazy on there. But um, other things I thought was missing. So I added some stuff and I took some stuff away because it was just too much to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But these are the these are the ones that that I thought was we should talk about right to privacy mm-hmm. right is that a universal human right is it are you asking me yeah. if it is or isn't yeah. in my, my opinion hell yeah. yeah but is it I don't think so dude I think we're starting to surrender our privacy for the feeling of being secure yeah no fuck all that dude cameras are everywhere everywhere all right to be equal before the law would okay. you agree mm-hmm. I would too which we have ish yeah. we have ish. If you can afford it, mm-hmm. you know, OJ will explain to you how yeah. equal he felt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, not to be discriminated against, I think should be a universal human right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, not to be enslaved. Um, does economic and slavery count? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <you're> not. <laughs> not to be tortured. Okay. Does learning long division count? <laughs> <laughs> um. The right to have an education, I think that is a universal right. And I think that actually kills a lot of the stuff that they they mentioned through here, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, education gives you liberty. That's real freedom. Yeah. So like the, the right not to be enslaved, right? Mm-hmm. I think that kind of takes care of it if we have an educated society, yeah. right? Because liberty implies choice and yeah. you have to be educated in order to make a choice. Yeah, and I feel like uh, how things are going, you know, it's a, such a big technology boom lately. And I kind of grew up in that era where it was like, when I was growing up, you had to go and look shit up or you had to ask someone that you really fucking trusted to get your information. Nowadays, it's all in the palm of your hand. You could just pull up your phone and find whatever you need to do, right? Um, so nowadays, if you want to keep people dumb, put it in a fucking book. Rage Against the Machine says you ain't got to burn the books, just remove them. Mm. Right. That's the same thing, man. Wild ass fact, right? So my grandfather's grandfather, a gentleman's name was William Henry Holtzclaw. My great, great grandfather was the first recognized black author in the United States of America back in 1905. And he wrote a book called a black man's burden. No shit. Check it out. We have, my grandfather still has the original rough draft of that book. And a few years back, I've read it. And a few years back, I was like, Hey, Papa, you know, you want me to grab you a copy? He goes, don't even get that shit, man. They taking out pages and chapters every year. Dude. You know, I'm I might be a little weird, but I'm getting three quarters of chub right now. That's <laughs> that's, that's exciting, dude. That's it's a, big a beautiful deal. fucking yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And you know Brave. Yeah. 
Brave. Yeah. You got to be brave. Yeah. Um, do you know about the slave Bible? Hmm? Have you ever heard about the slave Bible? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, so this is this is an example of liberty. For anybody that doesn't know uh, what a slave Bible is, in London, I think, uh, early 1800s, they took the, the, the Bible and they removed all of the verses and all the parts of the Bible that would lead somebody to think that they could be free, either physically or spiritually. They removed all that stuff. Um, and it was for the indoctrination of the African-Americans. So they mm-hmm. wanted to give them the, the religion. They wanted to give them that be meek shit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't kill nobody, especially us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they took out all that stuff that that brought ideas of freedom. And, and out of London, it kind of spread its way through you know, a lot of the world, especially a lot of the world that had slavery, you know, in the recent history at that time or going on at the time. Um, but yeah, words and, and books and language, dude, it can either give you freedom yeah. or entrap you forever. Or trap you. You got to be careful who's writing that fucking exactly. book. Exactly. Check the, even, even with the books, check the sources too, where are they getting that information from. Why do you think people believe everybody? I don't believe shit. I'm pretty sure I said that last week too. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll listen and I'll, you know, I'll kind of go through that filter and kind of already start formulating my own opinion, you know, whether my, how my heart's guiding me and where, how logic is guiding me. But I'm not just quick to be like, Oh word, that's it. I'm like, okay. You know, and then I'll, I'll if it is something that's really pressing or something that I, I'm having an issue kind of really understanding in my head, then I'll really dive deep into fact-checking and doing my research on my end so I have a better understanding because some people be saying some bullshit, man. And <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah, some people be saying some things. I've noticed. All right, let's get back on this list of, of universal rights. Mm-hmm. Um, freedom of movement. Yeah. Basically, um, you have the right to walk around. Yeah. Right. You can walk the fucking earth if you want to. Um, you always don't always have the right to the gas, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. if you can't afford the gas to go to the mountains, you better walk the earth. You really thinking about quitting? The life? Yeah. Most definitely. Fuck. What you gonna do then? Well, that's what I've been sitting here contemplating. First, I'm gonna deliver this case to Marcellus. Then. Basically, I'm just going to walk the earth. What you mean, walk the earth? You know, like Kane in Kung Fu. Walk from place to place, meet people, get in adventures. And how long do you intend to walk the earth? Till God puts me where he wants me to be. And what if you don't do that? If it takes forever, then I'll walk forever. So you decided to be a bum? I'll just be Jules, Vincent. No more, no less. No, Jules. You decided to be a bum. Just like all those pieces of shit out there who beg for change who sleep in garbage bins, eat what I throw away. They got a name for that, Jules. It's called a bum. And without a job, a residence, or legal tender, that's what you're going to be, man. You're going to be a fucking bum. Um, freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, free speech. Health care. I think that's a right. Yeah. Not really a right in this country. You no, got to pay for really. it. Yeah. Um, LGBTIQ rights. Basically, Right to fuck anyone of age that is living and breathing, which I think that should be mentioned, the breathing part, yeah. you know, um, 
basically human. Mm -hmm. If you can find another human that wants to fuck you and you're in complete agreement as outlined by the basic protocols of getting busy, have at it. Do what you do, man. You know, they got so many letters, I get confused, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, They don't have the C on there. They got the L, which I think is lesbian, right? And then the B, which is bi. Mm -hmm. G is gay. T is transsexual, right? I... um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Q, queer, okay. but they don't have C. Certain, <laughs> fucking certain that it doesn't really matter yeah. what okay. you think. Yeah, yeah. The only people that care is the one I'm trying to fuck. Yeah. And we have to be in agreement, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's where I land on that shit. I don't give a fuck what anybody is, dude, to be honest with you. Yeah. And it ain't my business. Do your thing. It ain't none of my fucking yeah. business. As long as you and that person got that mutual understanding, fucking... Do what you do. And I say go ahead and get married. Anybody it doesn't marry bother me. I'm, I'm one of the people, if it doesn't affect, if it doesn't affect me, fucking go do exactly. what you need to do. Who and a lot of shit? people, I mean, for this topic, right, ideals, for this, that's a touchy subject for some people, mm. right? Because what they want to do is they want to impose their belief system on the lives of other people. Uh, what you heard in the bathroom the other day wasn't true at all. Um, it's actually a funny story. Olive. That's your name, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're Marianne. Uh, we've had nine classes together since kindergarten. Ten, if you count religion of other cultures, which you didn't because you called it science fiction and refused to go. Yeah, listen, I'm not the one that you have to answer to for your depraved behavior. There's a higher power that will judge you for your indecency. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I hope for your sake that God has a sense of humor. Oh, I have 17 years worth of anecdotal proof he does. <laughs> You've made your bed. I just hope for your sake you've cleaned the sheets and see that's the thing too is um just goes back to this old school saying i used to hear it all the time as a child and it was just a very important thing and uh it kind of went like this mind your fucking business (laughs) (laughs) if you're about your business you ain't got time to really worry about everybody else's business yeah right all right so this is another human right i think the right to access clean water and food. Absolutely. We, we don't feed everybody, especially in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, in Louisiana, right? There's places that have 40% of its population in hunger right now, which is worse than places like Budapest. Mm-hmm. We think we're better than some of these fucking places. And these people can't even eat or have a clean source of water. That should be fucking me up. Yeah, look at all the lead in the water. It really, it really bothers me, especially with the water situation too, right? It's like, how much spending are we doing in this fucking country? And these fools can't even drink clean water. <laughs> and I'm over here like, let me go to PCC and get the nice fucking pH all right in the glass bottle. And these fools can't even get, like, even in Washington, you drink right out of the tap. And it's probably a lot better than most parts of the country. Dude, yeah, hell yes. Man, the first time I went out of state like that, I was walking through uh the University of Arizona, mm. right? And uh, I've never been out there other than just like a quick flip of uh, transfer flight, shit like that. And I'm a really young kid and in my late teens and I'm running around and it's fucking Arizona hot, man. That desert shit is not for me. You know, give me a little humidity. I might be able to survive, but that dry ass heat, hell no. <laughs> and we're walking through the campus and old girl showing me around. I'm like, okay, okay. And I saw a water fountain. And everything in my head was like, there we go. That's our mission. I go to that water fountain, man. 
I think I spit it out faster than I ran over there to get it. Took a shower, felt dirtier that night. It was weird as fuck. Comes hot out the tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got uh, sulfur water in Florida. Yeah. You fuck around, get some sulfur water, it'll turn your teeth yellow and make yeah. your breath smell. Yeah, I'm, we uh, Northwest is very blessed when it comes down to that. Yeah, it smells like eggs when you drink that shit, dude. Mm. Don't drink it. <laughs> 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 All right, um... You know, the the last one I'd like to mention, and I just, it wasn't on the list mm-hmm. of, of basic human rights, but I think this is one of the ones that I included. I think this should be just a basic human right. How about remaining as an unfucked kid? How about that? Jesus How about Christ. we just make that a basic human right yeah. while you're a fucking kid that you're not going to get fucked, right? Um, I, I think that should be... <laughs> a basic human right, even though they're little, right? They should have that little right when they come out, mm-hmm. right? I also think they shouldn't have to work for us in like slave no. labor conditions and save me money so I could live better. You know what I mean? No, no. fuck all that, bro. Ugh. I have kids and fuck no. That's just the thing that, oh, that, that that's one of those topics that I try to be, thoughtful of how I'm feeling because I go straight to rage and anger, right? But it it shouldn't even be a fucking question or a topic when it comes down to that. That should just be a fucking no. (laughs) No. (laughs) No discussion, just no. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things on this show, like we don't really practice censorship other than self-censorship. We Mm -hmm. try to be respectful of other people. And I... I talk about some crazy shit. You know, I, I joke around. Sometimes yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, 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 I got you. you know, sex usually comes through the topic for me um, because I actually think it's one of the, the things that people don't talk about enough. I think we're very repressed. Yeah. Professor, my cells are reproducing at a phenomenal speed, several million per second. I'm having trouble precisely evaluating the time of my death, but I doubt it will last more than 24 hours. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is that your theory is not a theory. I absorbed a large quantity of synthetic CPH4 that will allow me to use 100% of my cerebral capacity. Right now I'm at 28%. And what she wrote is true. Once the brain reaches 20%, it opens up and expands the rest. There are no more obstacles. They fall away like dominoes. I'm colonizing my own brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking... You go to other places and it's just... You can have these conversations, especially when you're not what we were just talking about, but like adults and participating in that act. And It's still very fucking like taboo like weird like oh like uncomfortable for a lot of people to just openly be able to talk about sex and things like that so i do see what you're saying yeah it's just it's just one of the things i like to actually touch on because sex is one of those things that we all like it we don't always all have good sex (laughs) right you can't (laughs) i'm I'm not saying that you don't but i'm just saying not everybody does no yeah not everybody does and here's the thing um you were a good football player. Ah, uh, yeah. You ever talk about football? I, I do from time to time, yes. Okay. You practiced? Oh, a whole lot. A whole lot. Okay. <laughs> Sex is also a contact sport. Very much so. Okay. The more that we talk about it, the more we practice, mm-hmm. the more we maybe read books on the shit, learn yeah. some stuff. Yeah. You know, don't just think that you're going to figure it all out, dude. Yeah. I feel like me personally, once again, uh, mama didn't raise no fool. We don't really kiss and tell like that. Uh, but- for me, it's that energy and that experience that is kept between me and that woman. Mm. And 
our practice, if you would, and our times together, if you would. That is between me and her only. Um, but yeah, niggas be practicing, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, part of this song, like I, I, I like to tap into the lyrics sometimes. And, um, you know, part of this song is talking about insidious, the darker gift, right? So sometimes our passions are the dark gift, yeah. right? It can give us a world of trouble, right? But it can also lead us to some pleasure, mm-hmm. right? And you take sex, that's one of those things. So the next line is insidious the way we is. Because, you know, I think there's this idea that some people think that we're evil, right? Yeah. Um you know, uh, born in sin, all that kind of stuff. And I grew up in the church and that's what I grew up believing. So yeah. somewhere along the line, I feel like, you know, things like sex was thought to be as bad and those desires, right? Like I'm supposed to deny that shit, but I'm a human. Yeah. I feel that shit, right? But I'm, I'm going to feel bad for it. I think that's the way I'm built, no, I don't, right? No, no. So the, the next line on the hook after that goes, love me or leave, mm-hmm. connect or fade, come or slip off some other way as I am. And I am legit. Love me, leave me, just commit. So I want somebody to be hundred percent in. Right. And this is part of that insidious mind. We don't want to be halfway in shit. We Mm. want to be all the way in shit. And when I'm certain about what I believe in, I can commit. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, and that's kind of what this topic is here is, is the things that guide us are ideals. Moral compass. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in a moral compass? Yeah, I do. What do you, how would you explain a moral compass? It's the, what is, it's that feeling with inside you that you differentiate right from wrong. Where do you think it comes from? Family, society, church? Well, I feel like it's a combination of all things. Um, especially when I'm uh, talking about like people's paradigms and shit, like how they were brought up within that culture and what the fuck is right and what the fuck is wrong. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it, I think most of it stems, stems from that, how you're brought up. And then I think part of it is like when you say you take off your shoes when they do and you leave them on when they do. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes we read the room. Yeah. Right. And, uh, as we grow, we can, we can listen to the church. We can listen to the family. We can listen to you know, the, the teachers at the school, but eventually we start to, uh, you know, go out into the world and kind of develop our own view of things. Yeah. And experience paints that picture, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, like I said, I grew up the shoes on kind of kid, yeah. right? And that was just because of what I saw in my home, but it doesn't necessarily make it that that's what right is, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I think that to always be aware uh, and read the room um, as far as the way that we're acting is, is good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Um, all right. So moral compass is used in reference to a person's ability to judge what is right and wrong and act accordingly. Mm-hmm. It's an inner sense, which distinguishes what is right from what is wrong. Functioning as a guide of morally appropriate behavior, mm-hmm. moral compass, moral compass. I think for some people, it's just consciousness. Yeah. You know, it's the way their conscious speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, a, here's something interesting. You know what the plural form of octopus is? Is it like moose is moose? Octopi. Octopi. <laughs> octopi, right? Yeah. Octopus, 
octopi. Now, do you know what the moral com- uh, what the, what the plural form of compass is? Like think octopus, octopi, compass. Compi. <laughs> oh, fuck. Come I'm by. full of shit, dude. That, <laughs> don't fuck it around again, man. Compi. <laughs> oh, uh, check the spelling on that shit. Compi. Uh, All right, I'm full of shit. Yep. <laughs> Can't be too serious. Yeah, I know. I love time. it, man. I love it. All right. When we are not aware of the moral compass, consequences of our actions, unethical behavior is both psychologically easier and more likely. While an absence of moral awareness, it's often discussed as an outcome of interpersonal cognitive biases and limitations. Hmm. Now, that was a mouthful of shit yeah, that yeah. I just said, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, uh, if we're not aware of the fucking consequences that we're putting out there, the actions or the unethical, how can we really know what the fuck we're doing? Yeah. We don't. We can't really take responsibility yeah. for that. Um, and then there's this other aspect of, of the brain. Mm-hmm. If you quiet down that shit, you know you shouldn't do it, or you feel like you shouldn't do it, but you do it, and you do it, and you do it. You've just given yourself a reprogramming. Yeah, so, so that shit's okay from You've here made on it out. okay. Yeah. You know, and I think that happens a lot. Danny, how's the talks fit? Dad, uh... What's that? Oh, uh, it, it's a sculpture I found in Greg's jacket. This isn't a sculpture, Danny. This is a device for smoking marijuana. Yeah, and then I, I feel like, shit, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. But reprogramming back to where that standard came from um, is, is something that I'm, I'm really, really on right now. Recalibrating my moral compass. Mm. And, and I think that we all have to have those moments. Yeah, I feel like every, every few years throughout, a life, throughout your life, it's, uh, you, almost, you step into that new year. Uh, for me, it's it's every age that I continue to grow, right? You know, things change every, what, four, five, six, eight years? For me, big, like big changes of who I am and constantly developing and recalibrating that moral compass of, you know, there's a lot of shit I used to do when I was 21 that I ain't fucking doing now. Mm. You know, there's a lot of shit that I get myself into at 30 that I'm not going to do now, you know, so... Sometimes I just wish it was a little easier. If there is a divine being out there, I wish they just made it easier. And I kind of. Uh, it's not supposed to be easy. Well, I kind I of addressed that. It's supposed that. to be easy, right? That's how, that's, that's where greatness happens is getting through those difficult tasks, right? Mm. But I kind of addressed that in the song. So some of the lyrics, like the song starts off talking about mumble rap, right? Mm-hmm. But then I go, um, y'all don't need a hurdle, muddle the mind. Mm. We all wanted paradise sublime. Mm-hmm. A loving God would have fixed the sign. Yeah. That there big ass shove off kind, clearly read by the dumb and blind. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hold up, wait. No, nah, never mind. No. Imagine that hellishly long ass line. Mm-hmm. Clarity frames the mind. Anyway, so like the idea of the mind being insidious, right? Like last week we talked about the topic. You can't always trust what you think. You mm-hmm. can't believe everything you think. Yeah. And now we're talking about that higher self, that that guide, right? Um, one of the reasons on this show we're imperfectly human is we have the right to be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You might say some shit that's going to change the way I think about something mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why we have these conversations. Absolutely. You know, so I don't really trust my insidious mind, but I am trying to get that reset in life, yeah. like what you just talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm always trying to reset. Yeah, it's just, it's, you know, you still keep what's you, right? But 
it's just, it's growth, man. And like, I'll be saying it all the time, progression or die in the old times, man. And I'm going to keep on doing that. I ain't gonna lie. There's a lot of information on this, on this episode. I don't even, I don't even think we're going to get it to all of it. Mm. I mean, I just, we got so much on this thing. I'm going to hit you with, um, something here though. Right, uh, here we go. So this is the insidious mind. There's something called confirmation bias. Yeah. This thing occurs when you warp the information to fit and support what you already believe or your expectations. Yeah, just moving it to, to make it make sense for you really. Yeah, that's the insidious mind. And it's usually found in religion mm -hmm. or politics or even science can be one of those things. Yeah. But confirmation bias, it's like we, we, we want to feel good about the story. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we convince ourselves that this shit's true. Yeah, yeah. And then you start believing in that fucking lie too, huh? So just because you hear something frequently does not make it true. Absolutely. Right? Though the brain sure likes to believe otherwise. Like you ever hear this? You don't just use 10% of your brains. Yeah. Or no, wait a minute. They say you, you use 10%. 10 okay, that's brain. what it is. You only use 10%. You 10%, use 10% but actually, you don't use 10%. Guess how much of your brain you use? Huh. 100%. Yeah, but 100%. Yeah. Now, do we function at full fucking operation capacity? No, I'm not telling my heart to beat and me to breathe and me to speak right now. <laughs> well, what I mean is... I think we get locked in things that keep us from uh, advancing as a human race, mm -hmm. right? Like money is one of them, right? Like if we just took care of each other and the planet, how much better would life be? Go back to the barter system. Yeah. Well, I don't even know about so much that. <laughs> it's like, you know, we could literally feed everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Money is the thing that keeps us from doing that, right? A lot of those human rights that we mentioned are, are, are not happening because of money. Yeah. Slavery was one of those examples. Yeah. Right. That's why people were enslaved is because of money. Yeah. Right. It was a it was a form of currency. Um, gum doesn't take seven years to digest. Oh, word. Yeah. In fact, it doesn't digest at all. It just passes right through <laughs> the lies. <laughs> the uh, fucking lies. Bats aren't blind. Blind is so a bat. Blind is black. A bat is stupid. Yeah. Uh, they see quite well and have amazing hearing to boot. You know, they they love hip hop. Yeah, man. They like Curious G. They fuck with the Truth of Power podcast. That's right, dude. Bats are always on our shit. It was all over last episode about the vampires, <laughs> man. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. You like that shit last week? Oh, that shit went hard. Yeah, I was okay. a big fan. All right. In many ways, humans uh, behave like herd animals. Mm -hmm. Blindly accepting whatever they encounter as long as there seems to be some social proof. Do you believe that? Yeah, I believe that. I, do I believe in it? Fuck no. But do I believe no, that? No, right, right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Tribalism? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, uh, we're going to get into that shit at some point. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm weird, man. Like, even just little shit like standing in line at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I can't stand directly behind somebody and have someone stand directly behind. I'll stand off to the side. I'll still be patient respectfully because that's how we are in this culture over here, right? Yeah. But I'm not standing in line. I'm a, I have to stand off to the side. It makes me feel weird. It makes me feel like fucking a train of ants, man. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, Deepak Chopra. Walk with those seeking truth. Run from those that think they found it. Mm. That motherfucker is breaking it down. Yeah, that could have been a... Down. That could have been a hip hop dude if he could have just broke away from from being so stiff. Yeah, but <laughs> um, 
One example of how our moral compass can be off Mm -hmm. is scarcity. Like I've already mentioned the scarcity of food, right? Because of scarcity, people experience the feeling that they have less than they actually need. Previous research indicates that scarcity experience affects individuals' cognitive functions, Mm -hmm. social behavior, and decision-making. No, no, I see. Dude, if you're poor, you're not going to think as well. Yeah, no. That's, that's, That's when you stop really thinking about the outcome of situation and consequences, really. Now, at this point, my nigga spider sense begins to tingle softly like... Nigga, you've been in a setup before and it feels just like this, coincidentally. So I'm worried. I keep asking about the script. They keep telling me it's no script. They tell me wait for the day before the show to the dress rehearsal. So we get to the dress rehearsal and it's just us niggas. None of the white comics is there. I'm like, well, what about them? Don't they uh, have to be here for the dress rehearsal so they can dress in rehearsal? They was like, no, they're professionals. They do this all the time. Uh-huh. All right. Well, at this point, it's no longer tingling. Now it's a full alarm blaze right now. Some shit is really going on. Like, I got to eat. I got to feed my fucking family. How am I supposed to do this shit? Morally, I don't like, I'm not going to steal. But people have been in certain situations where it's like, that's, you know, one of the few options to do so at said time. Mm. Um, so you know that it is a very big thing of not even having basic fucking human needs on a daily basis that can warp that compass that we're speaking on what Tupac say about scarcity do you remember you ever hear that interview he had go ahead he talks about how we're outside knocking on the door um, we want a little food Mm-hmm. Let us in. Keep knocking a little bit yeah, louder. A little, Keep knocking yeah, a little bit louder. All of a sudden, kicking that fucking door. In yeah, now. all of a sudden they come yeah. through the walls, dude. That's actually the first song I ever dropped. My very first song. That's how it starts off is with that quote from Tupac. Okay, so if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, now you right? know. Right. <laughs> um, and I started off with Tupac actually um, uh, on, the, on the very first song because that was such uh, a meaningful statement that he made mm-hmm. that, that we ran that quote and, and it starts off the song um, uh, framed. Um, I'm sorry, take it like Drac, take it like Drac. What am I talking about framed? Mm-hmm. Um, but the first song, take it like Drac off my first album, uh, uh, you know, um, started off with the f- first thing you hear is Tupac talking and this is the quote where he's talking about that. So if you're into it, Listen to Take It Like Drag Shits on Spotify. Um, All right. Mm Self-interest, personal gain, ambition, and downright greed are underlying causes of a lot of unethical activity in business. Mm -hmm. Scarcity. Mm -hmm. You know, we create scarcity to create great wealth. You know? Um, Do you think that the people that were taking part in slavery knew the shit was wrong? Oh, they didn't give a fuck. They knew they was getting rich. You know how they justified it? There was um, philosophers okay. that wrote philosophy, right? They were also entwined with the Catholic Church. Okay. And uh, they actually basically outlined how, um, I think it was Noah talked about slavery, and there was some sin attached to somebody that was enslaved, mm. right? So if you were a sinner, you were enslaved. And um, there was the... Uh, um, 
doctrine and discovery was a commandment by the fifth pope in the Catholic Church, which was basically a commandment to go out and discover the lands of the world. Okay. Right? Spanish Inquisition, what we did to the Native Americans yep. here in the United States, which is the same thing that happened in Canada and South America, right? If they showed up and you didn't have their God, yep. they could take your shit, burn your house, take your wife, kill your kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, gave them the right to do that. Yeah. And and you could be property. Um, which that shit justified slavery, right? And that, that whole um the right to liberty here in the United States, that was to be seen by certain people mm. that didn't have sin like that. Mm. Right. So um, you know, you can get a lot of things twisted with that moral compass. Yeah, man. But I think one of the things that made it sound really good was the people that were saying it liked the money. Yeah, no, it's, that's, that's, that's what it was driven by. Self-interest, personal gain, ambition, and downright greed are underlying causes of a lot of unethical activity, is what I just said. Mm-hmm. So I think that puts a little twist on it. Yeah. Um, anyways, there's some people that just never learned about ethical values. Yeah, they don't fucking act right because they weren't raised right, man. That's that's another thing. Who are, who are your teachers? Who are your influences? Like, where are you getting your information from? What are your sources, your outlets? You know what I mean? How are you getting outside of that box? How are you stepping to the side of the line and really putting in some thought for yourself about some of these things? You know, a lot of people too grow up and they're like, damn, that was fucked up. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe that's how I thought life was. I can't believe that's how I treated people because that's the paradigm and how I grew up in the culture and the environment that I was in. Right. Take a little bit of fucking time today and think for yourself a little bit more. Recalibrate that moral compass. Take that inventory. I, I can tell you ain't gonna like what I'm about to tell you. Come on. We're just about done, dude. Damn. I mean, like just a couple of minutes I'm here. Just and I have a lot of information <laughs> I never even got to. Um, I, I just want to give him one more Deepak Chopra because um, I'm on his yeah, shit. He's a man. Goddamn. I'm on his shit today. Deepak said, don't try to steer the river. Ooh. Just simply. That's it. Don't try to steer the river. Sometimes less is more, man. And I think that part of the river is the experience of life, Mm -hmm. which I think is part of consciousness, Mm -hmm. right? It's that awareness. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the river is always changing. Yeah. You know, we can't control it. We can flow. We can be in the river. We Mm -hmm. can experience the river. But we can't experience all of it. No. You know? (laughs) And some some parts of that river are going to be a lot smoother than others, too. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. So we are running out of time. We got a couple minutes more. Is there anything you'd like to um, hit on this topic of the higher self, ideals, moral compass, your guide? Yeah, I just think it's um, it's a forever journey with that, right? It's never really going to stop for me to keep on searching for my higher self, if you would, right? Mm. Um, like I said me 10 years ago, five years ago, a few months ago, um, things are changing and things are always going to be progressive. If you give it the opportunity to, um, I said it last week and I'm gonna say it again, just give yourself the chance to be great. And, um, I think it, it, it it's going to be a beautiful thing and it can be a very, very beautiful thing. If you just let go 
and trust the process, respect the process, and always have that search for a deeper version of who the fuck you really are. Mm. Don't try to steer the river. No. <laughs> Riding the wave. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up a little bit with some uh, moral disengagement, which refers to how individuals rationalize or justify harmful actions, distracting themselves from moral implications. Like when somebody justifies... Uh, dehumanizing a group. Like we just talked about slavery a lot mm -hmm. on this episode yeah. when we're talking about the higher self for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but casting people as un inferior or undeserving, this dehumanization allows the person to distance themselves morally from that group, right, in their mind and rationalize things like prejudiced actions, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, uh, the, the dehumanization of others, right, Um you know, and I think sometimes people dehumanize people that they are very close to, mm. right? Uh, objectifying your partner, yeah. right? That happens. Um, like, how do you make your girlfriend scream during sex? Are you asking me this personally? Yeah. Well, not really. I'm just... Because I was about to say, you know, well, the, again, we ain't kissing and telling man. Well, one way you could do it, you can get her on the phone and tell her you're doing it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> She'll call out oh, your name. Fuck. <laughs> That's not, yeah, I don't fucking do it. Uh, and for the girls, <laughs> for the girls, what's the difference between your boyfriend and a condom? Condoms have evolved. <laughs> and they're not so thick and insensitive anymore. <laughs> yeah, beating on my chest. Man. I got to throw out a couple jokes here. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Keep it, keep it player, keep it pushing, man. I love it. All right, but for real, like, I think, I think the Pac actually said, everything for me on that closing, right? Don't try to steer the river. I am um, always learning. This is what this show is about. Um, artists helping artists. We're learning from each other. Absolutely. Right? We're imperfectly human, um, which means I have the right to be wrong. Mm -hmm. I have the right to change my mind. Absolutely. Right? I have the right to make mistakes, all that shit. And um, I think that part of uh, the moral compass is kind of what you said, you know, you're always reevaluating things mm -hmm. based on new information. Mm -hmm. But part of part of all of that, not steering the river and adjusting the moral compass, takes me to be aware and authentic in the moment. Absolutely. So I'm gonna wrap it up with that. I got my man. It's Papa. And I am Curious G, and this is the Truth to Power Podcast. Thank you for joining in. Set back with us next week. Because we are going on a new track. That track is going to be pretty goddamn good. I think. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this motherfucker, dude. It's going to be Nomad. I love y'all. Peace. Then there are some things you never hear. That makes sense. Some things you never hear. You never hear this. Dad, you really ought to drink more. Here's some you don't hear too often. Do what you want to the girl, but leave me alone. Here is something no one has ever heard, ever, ever. As soon as I put this hot poker in my ass, I'm going to chop my dick off. You know why you never heard that? Right, no one ever said that. Which to me is the more amazing thing. No one ever thought to say that before tonight. I'm the first person in the world to put those words together in that particular order.
Here's something you don't hear too often. Honey, let's sell the children, move to Zanzibar, and begin taking opium rectally. Mom, mom, I got a big date tonight. Can I borrow a French tickler from you? All right, man. Insidious. We're going to muddle the mind. We're going to muddle the mind. Dude, we all wanted Paradise Sublime. You ready for this shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> and according to Spotify, before we got on here, I looked at the stats. It's the audience's favorite, too. You know, it's it's funny because when when I was practicing this one, it was one of the ones I wasn't sure if I ever even wanted to go into the studio and record. Really? Really, really. I Why was that? I you know, I just I I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I kind of felt like I wasn't hitting it in a way that would catch. And I don't know I, why I felt that way. Um but which this, is weird because I think this is one of your better deliveries. You came so like smooth on the hook and laid back and <laughs> it's I thought it was dope, bro. You don't like how you delivered this? Um I do now. <laughs> I do now. I do now. I wasn't I wasn't really feeling like it was one of the top ones I was about to do, you know what I mean? Like yeah. um but then again, we can't always see ourselves as we are, right? Which is kind of the idea of this song, right? My For insidious sure. mind, man. You know. For sure. Um do you remember how we went about putting this one together musically? Did we do this one on the phone? I Did we do this over the... I'm sure we did. did. We... At this point, we were doing almost everything over the phone. And, yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. putting in the two cents as we built it. Um, in fact, we were kind of getting cocky at this point, to be honest with you. We were starting to... I think we even recorded a track not too much earlier than this, right? Like on our third album. We're, we started uh, really feeling ourselves right here, huh? We're yeah, just, we, we're, cocky. we were feeling ourselves when we did uh, Here I Am. We recorded that, the making yeah. of that song live on yeah. the podcast. Um, yep. <laughs> but by this time, yeah, we were all up in it. Um, um, but, you know, this the, is one of the, this is one of those records. Yes, it's, yes, it's deep in your insidious mind, but for some reason, musically and like your delivery on it, especially on the hook, how like cool, calm and, Frank Sinatra you are like you're just like chilled laid back then this song just make you fucking feel cool when you listen to it I don't know it just has that cool vibe to it it's just cool well you know who actually uh likes this is is people that don't want the deeper message a lot of the time you know what I mean yeah. even though it's even yeah. though it's there you know and yeah um I I had a, a friend of mine listen to it almost immediately after I left the studio and uh and and she gave me the thumbs up, but I wasn't sure I was feeling it too much, you know? Which is weird, because I do actually remember this record uh, being made, and you weren't feeling this. You didn't really like your delivery. I remember that. Yeah. And this I, is one of them. I, Usually I, left, I agree with you, but do you remember, Sean? I was like, bro, this is sick, dude. Keep it. Like, I remember you weren't <laughs> feeling I don't think you liked how you hit the hook or something. And I was like, man, it's you, you hit it so, like, nonchalantly and, like, laid back and... It fit really well with like the music and like you said, it's 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 a song for people that might not want to like have deeper messages or like think a lot. They just kind of want to put some shit on and cool out or you know do what you do while you listen to music, bro. But that's one of my favorite things about the song. It's not like some over like there's it. 
it's deep, but it's like surface level deep, but there is stuff below the surface as we've, we're doing two fucking episodes of a podcast about it. So, you know, it's deep, right? You know what I mean? But like, it's a very accessible Curious G song. Agreed? I think it is. I think it is. And you know, it's funny, the day that I went to record this, the the other two songs that, that we did in studio was Come Correct and Earth Dance Divine. And mm-hmm. to this day, Earth Dance Divine, I think, is is the worst performance I've done uh, as far as uh, a <laughs> It's track. also the most out there fucking beat I've ever made, dude. I, 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 I'll, I, what the fuck were we thinking? Well, <laughs> we're, we're thinking about Built for This. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you know what? I, I really don't. I, we'll, we'll talk about that song when we get there. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I actually thought that and Can't Come Correct had really been better songs that day. And sure. uh, Insidious is the one, man. Yeah. Um, Come Correct's excellent. Insidious is... <laughs> I already I already praised it, man. It just... We did so many... I say it all the time. We did so many songs so fast over a year that like now that we're almost a year out on some of these records and we do retrospective podcast episodes about them, right? Because that's technically what these are. You know, you're going back and giving the audience a deeper understanding of the music, you know, and what it means and, you know. But have you ever wondered in this song where it goes insidious, darker gift, insidious is the way we is? You ever wonder what the darker gift was? Mm Mm-mm. What is it? So sometimes when we actually start to write poetry and start to get creative and things like Mm -hmm. that, a lot of times it comes from pain, man. Um, And I'm not going to lie, you know, if it wasn't for some of the darkness in my past, I probably never would have played with my insidious mind, right? So that's kind of what that is. And um, the way that the second verse kind of starts off where we kind of drop all the energy out of it and we talk about... uh, you know, um, human mind insidious, graveyard shift hideous, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the graveyard shift is kind of the way that we think sometimes, you know, the darkness that we, we linger on. Right. Um, but this song is is a little bit similar to beat down because it's music that kind of brings me out of all that. And, uh, when we get to that point where we drop all the, the music out and we just have kind of the voice, Right, and I say it's. I'm gonna enunciate, clear speak here, bring the heat and release my fear, elevate us through poetry, clear my mind, let me not sleep and slave soul blind. I'm actually talking about getting clear, um, and it's because of the same poetry that, like, I found in darkness. You know, mm. Mm. so I think artists have insidious minds. <laughs> oh, for agree? sure, for sure. I mean, yeah. fuck. You know me. I'm not. I'm not all. <laughs> I'm not all there up top, bro. But it allows me to fucking <laughs> create the way I do. Um, but I, I was saying earlier, like when we when we do these retrospective like looks at songs or whatever after we've done them, like this is one when I'm going through our old stuff that always like catches my ear again, and it makes me like almost like I'm like, wow, we fucking made that. That should just dope dude it's well put together also sh- uh shout out to the insidious and hideous rhyme because that is like the perfect rhyme for insidious <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's i think randy uh has to own a little bit of this one too because um by the time we got to this point in in mm-hmm. studio stuff 
Dude, I had been, you know, al almost 40 tracks deep with him. You know what I mean? Getting right. close to that anyway. I think I was somewhere in the 30s. Um, yeah. And he was really starting to, to, to get creative. You know, like he right. wasn't just doing his job anymore and, and just recording me. He was coming up with ways to improve what we did. Not that he doesn't do that for everybody, but no, like, but he, he was, was excited. I remember dude. he was he was experimenting with different fucking preamps and like external effects and stuff. You were telling me, I was like, it, dude, it was really nice. And that's, I, shout out to Randy um, and Overcast Studios. But dude, I noticed as like you said, forty deep, some of these like dry shits you were sending me weren't so dry anymore, but in a good way. You know what I mean? It yeah, was really fucking yeah. cool. He had had some crunch or. He'd crank up the compressor and make your vocals huge. It, dude, it was, it was, we'll get back there though, man. But fuck, dude, we made some magic. <laughs> we really well, did. Here's the thing. This next album, number six, which we're going to be working on pretty quick. We're mm -hmm. going to be kind of doing a little bit of that uh, Roots, Things Fall Apart style, I think, where okay. I'm not going into the studio. I'm actually going in the closet. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that, man. Some of the best records ever were recorded in home booths. You know what I mean? Literally, they were. And, you know, I want to see what we can do with this shit. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I think you're going to make us shine. Oh, yeah. 100%. I got you. I got faith in you. Thank you. I got faith in you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Insidious Mind. That track's over, right? Yeah, it is. Thank you for joining us on the Truth to Power podcast. As always, we appreciate your time. Please share. There's more to come. I'm Curious G, and this song is Nomad. We've been schooled, pulled into text. Fish gathered, group ranked in the box. Safe type of thing. Mass appeal, united sink. Where you gonna swim to fish? You've been contained, farm to give. Serve yourself up fried fish light. Praise the gods, then come they bite. Dream of rivers, ocean streams. These are some of my favorite things. Once upon, fit us in. Fish can't see that tank box skin when blood flood water falls like a cloud. Hail the net that scoops you out. Fish bread to bread and fraud. Individually flavored pack prod. Menu item number nine. Unsubscribed, undermined, underfed, poison wine. Fish food type of dine. You can ride or die, but pick your tribe. Everyone here can catch your vibe. You could click that unsubscribe off track nomad divide nomads like me we keeps the lot check that box of undescribed nomads like me we keeps the lot Automatons like clockwork spun Round and wound, mad hatter, upside down Late fatigue, time ran out Circus works as acrobats and clowns Self-operated, motion set Capricious, goldfish, forget Pledge allegiance under what united in Don't give a fuck, ignore the fear that comes Sleep and dream, wait for the fun